The Texas Football Today podcast is brought to you by Chocolate Milk and Built by Nature. Catch Texas Football Today live weekdays at noon on TexasFootball.com and Facebook. And get involved with the show using hashtag TFToday. From the Dave Campbell's Texas yeah, Football Mothership here in beautiful Louisiana, Texas. It is Texas Football Today, a show that's not getting pushed. I am the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football, a magazine, texasfootball.com, a corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Whether you're watching us live at texasfootball.com or on Facebook, or you're listening to us on the podcast, which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of your choice. Either way, thank you for doing your part to support your local mediocre internet show. I am sitting here. Sitting over there celebrating his 61st birthday today. I guess you can officially call him an old man. Happy birthday to Gary Oldman. Oh, that's not funny at all. It's extremely funny. It's and you can admit no. that I nailed it. You did not nail. Um, you nailed being terrible. What's, uh, you are the worst. What's your, what's your favorite Gary Oldman role? He's apparently awesome in all the Harry Potter movies. I, I have not seen the Harry Potter movies. Yeah. He's apparently great there. Uh... Um, Man. He's the best Commissioner Gordon well, that's ever existed. Yeah. Um There's a lot of good ones. But that's probably what he'll probably he was, be he most was, famous he for. He was LHO and JFK. He was very good in Tinker Taylor Soldier Spy. Yeah. I liked that movie. I'm not saying I liked the movie, I'm saying he was very good in it. I agree with that. Didn't he he got an Oscar nomination for that? I think it's like that. an Oscar nomination. He's like Meryl Street. Yeah. Uh first fourth through the door. Actually, go ahead. Will Boyles, who's excited about the South Plains Roundup. Tony Blaylock, what's up? TXHSFB. Hey, Jeremy Garza's in the house. What's up, mm-hmm. man? Haven't seen him in forever. And Terry Adams, who won the trivia question she yesterday. She did. Congratulations. Oh, man. Uh, so here are the other two options you have for uh-huh. a Gary Oldman role. Okay. He was Dracula in Bram Stoker's Dracula. That's true. Or he was also, well, actually a third one. He was Zorg in The Fifth Element. Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> really great. Yeah. But I think the answer is, of course... He was the villain in Air Force One. <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> he was the guy who got told, get off my plane. <laughs> yeah. That's... Today is Thursday, March 21st, 2019, 252 days until Thanksgiving. Episode 729. 729, Danny O'Connell's at-bats in his illustrious Washington Senator's career from 1961 to 1962. On today's show, guys, we're going to do our South Plains Regional Recap, uh, which is Greater Lubbock. We've, you know, that was one of the things that whenever we started doing the, um, we had, like, nine regions and then we broke them up into 17 because it just didn't do it uh, justice we were basically lumping the entirety of the panhandle together and if you talk to people in lubbock they're like no we are not like we are the south plains we are different mm-hmm. than the panhandle it's so true. we'll get into the south plains regional recap coming up here in just a minute and then back half of the show big time guest friend of the show friends it's of true. dave campbell's texas football longtime contributor uh, al pickett will join us uh, al uh wrote a book a while ago, I need to look, yeah. up, look up when that book came out, but it's about the 2009 Abilene Eagles State Championship. The, the book is called Brothers Keeper. Uh, it is being turned into a movie. Mm-hmm. So we're going to talk to uh, Al about his book, about the movie coming out, about the whole process, oh, his yeah. involvement in that. I believe it has Lawrence Fishburne in it. So There you go. Uh, he was from The Matrix. That's true. Terry would like you to know, by the way, that uh, she supports your love of puns and, I, and pun-related jokes. Well, 
good. What which pun did I make? I don't know. They all run together. I, I'm the old man joke. Oh, the old man yeah, thing. Right. Yeah. That's barely a pun. It's That's not barely. Really. That barely. It barely makes you know better than my father-in-law who loves puns. And listen, man, you both puns are the, are the highest form of humor. I don't. I think it's true. That's what? Um, we are. Uh, we have the. Um, this is the first year. So this is the first full year we've been in the new Dave Campbell's Texas Football Studios. Not new quite Dave. a year yet. Yeah, it's not quite a year, but mm-hmm. it's first first calendar first mm-hmm. first go around. Yep. Uh, and today um, was, I think, a, a a bit of a sobering day for us, mm-hmm. for you and I. Yeah. Because in the old office, yep. we were tiny kings. Tiny kings today. Tiny kings. Because today, of course, is the first day of the NCAA tournament. Yeah. Um, first real day of the NCAA yeah. tournament, and we, um, and because we had two TVs in what was the old hostage the old, den. Yeah, the old hostage den. We were, we were, we were legend. Yeah, we were, we were the people that everybody wanted to hang out with, and yeah. we got to sit at our desk and work and watch TVs. Well, now there's TVs everywhere. There's 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 TVs everywhere, it's and mini ESPN headquarters over here. And now. we have to share these TVs. Yeah. with Ish. And Shahan, yep. and it just—I don't know. Yeah. I feel—I feel a lot less powerful. I'm kind of surprised Step didn't uh, try to sneak out of uh, his his day job just to hang out here all day. I mean, it may happen tomorrow. Yeah, who knows? But you're not going to yeah. be here tomorrow. There's a lot of show of the week, by the way. Max is going off to uh, New Braunfels. I am going to yes. New Braunfels. That's true. He's going to Schlitterbahn. I'm going to Schlitterbahn. That's why he's. That's why <laughs> in, he's going to New Braunfels. In mid-March, I am going to <laughs> Schlitterbahn. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> what a bad, what a bad vacation idea! It's going to be a little chilly. Okay, let's get into our South Plains regional recap, taking a look at the Greater Lubbock area, the Greater LPK, um, in 2018, and um, a lot to get to. First and foremost, let's get to the big picture. And the big picture, I think, is that overall it was another very solid year on the South Plains, and because of just the way that that, um, because of the way that that particular region is shaped um i would say that what you're talking about generally is is mostly small schools small schools are generally what's going to carry the day yeah there's you know there's a couple 5a teams uh lubbock you know uh, lubbock cooper springs to mind uh lubbock coronado of course uh in 2017 in a great year uh a bit of a disappointment this year but overall you're talking a lot about the small school teams and the small school teams per usual went real deep um the team we're going to name team of the year coming up in a minute. Uh, Abernathy, Shallow Water had a great year. Real nice bounce back here for them. Um, Cooper had a great year. Uh, Estacado, even with a new coach, Coach Joe Cluley did such a great job out there. Um, I, I would even say, I know it didn't end the way that they were hoping it would, but Childress had a great year. Um, but you include teams like Farwell and Idaloo. Um, overall, you look at it, and I would say that you know there were a lot of squads down there, uh, there in the South Plains that had outstanding years. And as a result, when you talk, yeah, it did not bring home a state championship. And and if you if you are a championship or bus type person, then you're going to look at it as a failure. But I would say that the depth that you saw out there uh, is really really impressive, spanning across classifications. You've got solid five A teams, four A teams. 3A teams, 2A teams, that's hard to come by in a region, is to have that kind of depth across regions. You will go to some places, and they will have a bunch of really good 6A teams. If you go to DFW or Houston, they got a bunch of really good 6A teams, a bunch of really good 5A teams, a bunch of really good 4A teams. After about that, mm, you know, the, the one thing they're probably missing uh, this year is, uh, is, is a really good 6A team, uh, basically, because they've only got one in friendship, and friendship struggled. So... 
overall, I think you look at the the South Plains uh, writ large in 2018 uh, as as a really impressive success, and I think that the depth is now growing to the point when we talk about kind of what's going ahead. I think the depth now is that unlike some other regions, they are not relying on one team. They are they have about eight to ten teams there in the South Plains that can up and impress you. Uh, I would say that 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 it's it's good times there in the in the, in the South Plains. Our team of the year, I think, is is pretty obvious, right? It would yes. be weird if we didn't pick it New Deal. It would be very weird if we didn't pick New Deal. New Deal runs their first state championship game in program history. I know it didn't go well once they got there, but uh, what New Deal was able to accomplish in 2018 was, was awful impressive. And uh, what Coach Matt Hill was able to do. And, and again, you know, you, in, in, in the lead-up to that state championship, you know, you kind of got the feeling around that New Deal program that th- that it was special and they understood it was special mm-hmm. that they that you know sometimes the trying is what ends up making the doing worth worth it and for a, for a new deal program that had always been good right always been good mm-hmm. oftentimes very good mm-hmm. to finally get over the hump and to finally make it to that state championship game i think is is a credit to Matt Hill and a credit to that to this 2018 Lions program uh, and Lions team, rather, that was able to 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 do something that had never been done in school history before. And so, as a result, I think that that's I think that's something that that's awful impressive and, and, and undisputedly, in my opinion, in a region that has a lot of really really good teams, uh, in a, in a region that has Abernathy and a, a region that has shallow water, to be kind of undisputed the number one team uh, in there, uh, I think is 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 awful impressive. Um, a a Special commendation, probably at the six-man level, to Motley County, who had a, who had a very solid year. But overall, I would say that you look at uh, you look at New Deal as pretty pretty clearly, in my opinion, the number one, the best team on the South Plains. Regional surprise of the year. Let's talk about Tulia for a minute. Okay. Um, so Tulia is kind of, in many ways, kind of the forgotten team in that District 3, 3A Division 2, because everyone was talking about Childress, and everyone was talking, obviously, about Canadian. And, and then, once they sprung that first-round upset, everyone was talking about Spearman. But the other team that made the playoffs that year, or out of that district, was Tulia. And Tulia was a team that we had picked. Let me pull up our preseason rankings. Um, we had them picked, I believe, last in that district? Maybe second to last? Second to last. Um... And part of it is because they were two and nine a year ago. I picked them first. You picked them last. Um, part of it is because they were um, they were two and nine a year ago. But more importantly, so they go eight and five. They go three rounds deep in the playoffs, which is unbelievable. Um, they go eight and five, and I know that the eight and five record is not going to blow you away. I get it. That, that you know you don't get to ten wins. Let's put it this way: the last time they won eight games was two thousand and five. Okay, mm-hmm. when they went eight and four. This is the farthest they had gone in a long, long time, maybe ever. I would need to look that up. Before that, the last time they had won eight games was 1992. This is not a program that that tends to put together, uh, you know, runs. But this 2018 Hornets team came out of came out of nowhere and kind of buoyed by you know we thought that they were they had ten starters back on defense and the defense really did kind of lead the way for for Coach Zach Ramos' squad, but. Tulia was a team that came from absolutely out of nowhere to surprise us, to grab third place in that district, and to make a deep run 
And so I think, uh, you know, they have to be in that mix for regional surprise of the year. And don't stop there because Paul Roberts, Mm -hmm. whose football opinions we can trust, Mm -hmm. says they're going to be even better this year. And he's got a chorus of people uh, from the area echoing him, uh, starting with Brent Homan, Will Boyles, Levi Niebusch. They all think they're going to be better this year. I I wouldn't doubt it. I I certainly would not doubt it. This is a a team that that I think, especially offensively, was pretty young. Mm -hmm. And so Mm -hmm. um, they do, I believe, have some pieces of replaced defensively. But Mm -hmm. but yeah, Tulia, this could just be the start. Um, Regional coach of the year. A lot of good choices you could have here. I'm going to go with Kevin Sherrill at Rawls. Uh, Rawls, look, they, they go 9-1. and one. They, they bow out. They get upset in the first round of the playoffs by Clarendon. Uh, but, but kind of similarly to what we were talking about um, with Tulia, this is a Rawls team that um, we just had we, – we had picked second to last in their district, in District, four th- in district 4-2A Division II, um, because they were 3-7 and seven the year before. Well, they just they, – they had not won a district ga- – they didn't win a district game the year before. Well, they just haul off – and win a dang district championship. They go nine and one, uh, or they go nine and two rather on the year. And for me, this was a team that that kind of came out of nowhere. Their one loss in the in the regular season was a two point loss to Quana. This Rawls team had Kevin Sherrill kind of put them together. And why I'm picking him as our regional coach of the year is that I think in a lot of respects. This was a Rawls team that is a year early. If you were to if you were to talk to Coach Kevin Sherrill, he would tell you that the the class that he is most excited about is the kids who's going to be juniors or seniors this upcoming year. Uh, guys like their running back Jerry Flores, uh, you know, a, a lot of that defense. Uh, most notably, guys like uh, big defensive lineman Bryson Jones. I would say that what he was able to do is kind of get them ahead of schedule. And I understand that, that losing in the first round of the playoffs is not exactly the, the, the fairy tale ending they were hoping for. But for Kevin Sherrill to kind of rally this team together and get them into the playoffs, get them winning the district uh, from where they were to where they are now, uh, I think is, is really, really impressive. Uh, I would need to look up the last time. It's been a long time. You know, we were, we've been talking a lot about how this is one of the most improved teams in the, in, in the state. Um, they had not won. I mean, you're looking at the records. In 2017, they were three and seven. 16, they were two and eight. They're winless in 2015. They're two and eight in 2014. They hadn't had a winning season since 2013. To go from there to being undisputed district champions, I think, is really impressive. And Kevin Sherrill is my pick for regional pl- uh, regional coach of the year. Uh, regional player of the year, uh, I also think, with all due respect to a lot of other outstanding players out there, I think it's kind of obvious that's Jet Whitfield mm-hmm. at, at New Deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, I'm, I'm certainly, uh, let me know in the comments, there are other people who need to be in this mix. But I think he was a, he was the guy who put on the cape and got them somewhere that they weren't able to, were never able to get to before. Uh, he, he was a 2,248-yard passer, and he ran for 1,900 yards. This guy was unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that everybody who even saw him in the state championship game, and again, I know it didn't go well for them, but I think a lot of people came away impressed uh, if that was your first uh, kind of way to, to view to to watch Jet Whitfield operate. So I think I don't think it's really any doubt. I mean, he threw for 32 touchdowns and he ran for 30. Yeah. That's Pretty that's good. silly. Pretty good. Uh, and so uh, Jet Whitfield is our regional player of the year on the South Plains. So looking ahead, kind of to, to, to wrap it all up, to recap what I was saying off the top, is that we're talking about a region there that is so deep across so many different classifications. And the reason that that makes this such a good time to be a South Plains fan is that these are teams that are not necessarily going to cannibalize each other. That because the, 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 the quality squads are spread out across a number of different classifications, 
Uh, they can all make deep playoff runs. You can have a 4A semifinalist and a 3A semifinalist and a 2A semifinalist and, and get down to 1A. And you know, teams like Whit Harrell had an outstanding year as well as Motley County. I would say that this is an outstanding time because of the depth that we're seeing out there on the South Plains. That, um, yeah, you know, look, New Deal was pretty senior heavy. Uh, they're going to, they're, you know, they've got some holes to fill. But I think that they're not going away. And beyond that, I also think that there's a number of other programs that are good enough to take to take that mantle of the leader of the South Plains. That uh, you know, looking forward, if we're when we're doing this in next March, and we're doing our regional recaps uh, woefully behind time, I will tell you that that I think that there's about eight to ten different teams that could be in that mix for regional team of the year, and that's an exciting thing. So that is our South Plains regional recap. Uh, you're getting some some shouts for Blair Conright. Blair Conright was absolutely. Blair Conright put up, and he was a Mr. Texas football finalist. Yes, he was. Um, Blair Conright put up silly numbers. He yeah. put. He was the guy because he was the receiver for Quay Gray. It, it, mm-hmm. He was unbelievable as a junior, and then was unbelievable as a senior as well. Uh, yes, Blair Conright certainly in that mix as well uh, for for regional player of the year. He was unbelievable. Mm-hmm. At Blair, where where did he end up? I'm sure they're going to tell yeah. me and in, uh, in the comments before. Yeah. Uh, but Blair Conright, according to this. Uh, signed with uh, or signed with TCU. There you go. He will do work there. So uh, that is our South Plains regional recap. We are Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, talking football on the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF, like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dave Campbells. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbells, and of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. TexasFootball.com is where you can find complete coverage of high school football, college football, and recruiting all across the Lone Star State. I want to invite you to check out TexasFootball.com to become a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider. It's our subscription package. If you're interested in finding a way to get the 2019 summer edition of Dave Campbell's Texas Football as quickly as you possibly can, texasfootball.com slash insider to become a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider. We will mail it to you before it hits shelves. Uh, the magazine will arrive in your mailbox before you can buy it at uh, your local store. You also get the 2018 recruiting edition of Dave Campbell's Texas Football. You get a season's worth of exclusive online content at texasfootball.com, including computer rankings of every Texas high school football team, computer projections of every Texas high school football game, uh, premium podcast, Texas Football Today extras, recruiting analysis from our friends at Next Level Athlete, Everything I just said, all that for the low, low price of $19.95 for the entire year. $19.95 for an entire year makes a great gift as well. TexasFootball.com to become a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider. Get it for the loved one in your life uh, for this, the opening day of the NCAA tournament. That's what everyone wants, right? Yeah, that's what everyone wants, Greg. Max, let's go to the hotline. Let's bring in a longtime friend of Dave Campbell's Texas Football, a contributor uh, for... uh, Geez, eons, it seems like, at Dave Campbell's. Like, longer than I have been at Dave Campbell's Texas football. Uh, we go out west and talk to our good friend uh, out in Abilene. We're joined by Al Pickett. Al, how are things in the beautiful big country? Uh, they're, they're gorgeous today. It actually feels like spring instead of a 40-mile-an-hour wind out of the north. It's a wonderful day. Uh, um, amazing. You can, of course, see Al or hear Al on, on Let's Talk Sports on KWKC out there in, in Abilene. And, uh but we're, we're bringing Al on to talk a little bit about uh, something special that's going on out there. Um, your your book, Brothers Keeper, uh, about the 2009 Abilene Eagles, uh, is being turned into a feature film. Um, I want to first and foremost kind of talk a, a little bit about the the book process. You and, and, and Chad Mitchell got together uh, and published this book in 2010 about the Abilene High State Championship. Um, can you tell us a little bit about... The, the process behind it and, and why you felt like this was a story worth writing a book about? Well, this is an interesting story. I had just written 
uh, Emery Ballard's autobiography called Wishbone Wisdom about the coach who invented the wishbone. And it was in January of 2010 after Abilene High had won the state championship in right before Christmas in 2009. And Chad called me and said, I got an idea for a book. Chad was the chaplain of the team, a uh, local minister. And I said, I don't have time to do a book. I've got a new one coming out. It was actually Wishbone Wisdom was supposed to be out that very week that we talked. He said, well, let's do lunch. We got together for lunch. And he told me about the theme, Brothers Keeper, that the team had. That was a secret to everybody. Nobody but the team knew it. And it was such a big thing, the kids end up calling it Bro Keep. That was their slang for it. They even had that on their state championship rings. And uh, that theme, and he told me that, and I thought, boy, this is really a good idea for a, a book. So he interviewed the kids, and I wrote the book, and we self-published it. We didn't even go through a publisher and we turned it around in six months and had the book out in July. It's, and uh, so it, it was a really an incredible rapid process and and uh, did very well. And then we always talked about, boy, uh, wouldn't it be nice to be a movie someday? And lo and behold. Yeah, lo and behold, it's being it's being turned into a, a, a feature length film um, with uh, and, and this is this is not boy, this isn't some 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 fly by night. Uh, production. This is a big time movie going on out there in in Abilene with a with a big time cast. Um, I, I'm I'm interested in in how you when you first heard about this being turned into a movie and, and what your what your reaction was. Uh, the, the premiere is a week from Saturday. And I don't know if I'm still in, in <laughs> total belief or not. We actually kicked around. We had no idea how to go about a movie, and somebody who knew somebody who knew somebody. One of those kind of things knew about this little independent company in Owatonna, Minnesota, right outside of Minneapolis, that was just starting to do some movies. They'd done a couple things, but nothing big. It, it's not Hollywood. It's a small independent company. And so we sent him a, we sent him a book, the owner of uh, – and he called back in a couple of weeks and said we need to talk. And that took that, – that quick turnaround took about four or five years. Uh, and you know, it took a while for them to get funding and then to find the actors – and what is really remarkable, it's a low-budget film, but we ended up with an incredible cast mm -hmm. for a low-budget film, the biggest name of which, of course, is Lawrence Fishburne of, uh, of Matrix uh, fame. Uh, and uh, Lawrence Fishburne uh, told us that the only reason he was doing that, in fact, he took one day to go to Minnesota and film his part there, because uh, he was filming John Wick 3 at the time. Uh, he flew there because he loved the script. He loved the message of Brothers Keeper. And so uh, we got him. Coach Warren is being played by... Uh, 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 I'm drawing a blank on his name now. Um, um, Glenn Morshower, uh, yeah. Uh, 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 Glenn Morshower, mm -hmm. yeah. And Glenn Morshower right now, if you watch Fox on Monday nights, he's on The, uh, on the Resident, mm -hmm. which is a series right now. He's been in a jillion movies. He was in Moneyball. He was in all the Star Trek movies, and uh, he's uh, he's he's usually a policeman or uh, somebody you don't know his name, but you see him a lot of times. You'll recognize his face. And then Chad's part is being played by Milo Gibson, who you may not know Milo. He's just a young actor, but you know his uh, father, Mel Gibson. So, uh, and his wife in in the movie is being played by Abigail Hawk, who is, uh, of course. Uh, Tom Selleck's assistant in Blue Bloods. So really an incredible cast. And then four young kids had the principal uh, characters of the players. And uh, Corey A. White is uh, probably the, the biggest name of the four. He's mm -hmm. playing Herschel Sims. He has a brand-new movie out on Netflix called Juanita right now. And so he's an up-and-coming young actor. 
and there are three other young actors that had the key roles in it. And what they did, uh, Greg, is they filmed all the inside scenes in uh, Minnesota where the production crew was, and then they came here in January and filmed the outside scenes, spent several weeks, filmed some football scenes that shot well. And, uh, and interesting, uh, let me go back to Lawrence Fishburne. Mm-hmm. He's playing Harold Christian. Harold Christian, was uh, he has since passed away, owned a barbecue place in town here, and the team ate there every Thursday night. And uh, uh, Harold was famous for singing in his restaurant. He had a wonderful voice. Lawrence Fishburne is singing Amen in the restaurant in the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's that's pretty neat. So we're excited about that. And we're talking with Al Pickett uh, here on Texas Football Today. Get involved in the conversation. Hashtag TF Today. Brothers Keepers prepare, premiering at the Abilene Cr- uh, Convention Center uh, March 30th. Uh, you can uh, go to eventbrite.com for, for more information uh, on how to get tickets to that. And, and you know, I want to ask you a little bit about your role kind of in the, in the production. Obviously, you're a guy who knows this story really, really well. Uh, you mentioned that this is a, a production crew from, from Minnesota. Obviously, they're passionate about the program or uh, the project, but, but you know a lot about kind of the ins and outs and, and how these guys would act. Uh, how, how, uh, how involved have you been in this production uh, of this, this movie as far as making sure that this is kind of true to life? Uh, well, somewhat. I actually am in the movie. I'm playing myself. Uh, <laughs> I joked that uh, Robert Redford wanted to play me, but he couldn't play me as good as I could play myself. So uh, Chuck Stadler and I, who were the radio announcers on that team, filmed, uh, and it's kind of an interesting story. We spent five hours on the first day they were here filming the uh, – we had a script, but uh, they they had watched all the video of the game. Incidentally, the, the, the movie centers around, besides – what some of the kids went through and, and, uh, and what Chad went through dealing some with the homeless here, uh, it deals around the Cedar Hill game. That was the third round mm-hmm. of the playoffs. Cedar Hill was ranked number one in the state, number three in the nation, and Abilene High upset them 41-17. to 17. And that's when the first time we began to believe that this really could be a state championship team. So anyhow, we, uh, we filmed uh, for, at Shawwell Stadium in the press box for five hours, they filmed it three different times. They filmed in front of us and to the left, and to the right, and we, we'd have to. They'd look. We'd look at the uh, laptop and see on a play whether we were looking on our right or to our left to the end zone, <laughs> and uh, recorded that. And then they, they, uh, the director told me they cut it down to a really good nine minutes <laughs> after <laughs> our five hours. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, we got to see the early editions of the script. They, they continued to be changed, but I'm very confident that uh, that they've stayed. They've stayed really true to the story it it has a lot of things in the movie that were not in the book the book is a chronological story of history of Abilene high football and and that season you can't make a movie that way and so they focused on several players and and some of the you know the trials that they went through but building around the the Cedar Hill game and so it's and then what happened the rest of the season would just be kind of an epilogue but it's really focused on the Cedar Hill game, and they they had the uh, stunt crew in from um, uh, that were on the Marvel movies, and uh, they filmed some uh, a number of plays from the game, and had actors come in to I mean just uh, extras to come in to play uh, the uh, players, and actually Cedar Hill loaned us uh, eleven helmets and eleven uniforms to use, so we actually have Cedar Hill uniforms as the opponent in there, uh, and and you know. We mentioned that the, the, the movie's premiering there in Abilene on, on March 30th. Eventbrite.com is where you can find uh, information on how to, to uh, attend the, the premiere. Um, and, and then it's going to get nationwide release in, in the fall. Um, I'm really interested, you know, 
because you haven't seen the the full the the full movie yet. Is that right? I haven't seen anything. You haven't seen anything. <laughs> I'm really. I haven't seen. I've seen one clip uh, from the uh, from the inside. They filmed in Minnesota where. Uh, Chad is talking to the team, mm-hmm. and I've seen one tiny clip of uh, of uh, Lawrence Fishburne playing Harold in the restaurant, and that's all. I haven't even seen the part I filmed. <laughs> so I, I want to ask you, uh, and it's okay if it's I want to see myself on the big screen. But what what is it when you go and watch this movie on on the thirtieth? What are you most excited about seeing uh, being brought to life? Well, I hope. My hope is, and I, honestly, I don't think I want to see myself on the big screen. <laughs> but uh, uh, the first time I ever put makeup on. Uh, but uh, uh, I think I want to see the theme come in of really what happens if you are truly your brother's keeper. This was a team that was not the most talented team in the state of Texas. Mm-hmm. They were small, yet they really the 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 stars were hard workers. The stars cheered for the subs. The subs cheered for the stars. Uh, they were they really became a close knit group, and and I hope that's the theme. But what what could happen not only in football but in the world if we really were all our brother's keeper? And I hope that's the theme that comes across from the movie. He is Al Pickett. He is the author of Brothers Keeper. Uh, you can find that on Amazon. Uh, go get it right now. It's an outstanding read, and uh, and he's going to get a, a credit in the in, in the upcoming movie uh, Brothers Keeper, uh, directed by Todd Randall. It's premiering uh, March 30th at the Abilene Convention. Center. Eventbrite.com is where you can get tickets to that. Al, appreciate your time. Uh, congratulations again on all this wild success and uh, best of luck at the premiere next week. Very good. And just incidentally, there's a big gala uh, we have uh, with a dinner before the movie and then a party afterwards with Bucky Covington, who plays in the movie from American Idol performing. And then for the public, at the Abilene Convention Center, the movie will be at 9 o'clock after the first showing at 6.30, and that's your only chance to see it at 9 o'clock until uh, it, it comes out next fall. So make sure you get out there if you're in the Abilene area. Al, appreciate your time, my friend. Take care. Hey, great talking to you, Greg. I appreciate it. There he goes, Al Pickett, our friend out there in Abilene, the author of Brothers Keeper, uh, about the 2009 Abilene Eagles turning into a feature film. going to be really exciting. And I know that there was a minute, um, this was, a, I want to say... I need to look through my emails to get the timing right, but I know that I got the alert of like, "Hey, we're looking for like extras out yeah. here in in there," and they shot at Shotwell, they shot at the, like the Abilene Zoo, they shot all around Abilene. So this is like a you know, this is a this is a full on Texas high school football movie. It's going to be really exciting to see it uh, premiering at the Abilene Convention Center, and then in the fall it'll get nationwide release. So appreciate Al Pickett hopping on with us. Now we go to Max Thompson for America's second favorite segment. Final thoughts. Uh, Larry Metcalf, our good friend uh, with Tasso. Letting everyone know we need new football officials across the state. Consider being part of the game. Go to TASO.org to find your nearest chapter. Do it. loves the show. We love you, Larry. Do it, do it, do it, do it, do it, do it. it. Can't say it enough, guys. Officials are as big a part of the game as anyone, and and, uh, we're in a bit of a crisis, and we Mm -hmm. need more people to be out there and be officials. Uh, And uh, if, if, you know, if you sit here and you're one of these people who loves to complain about officiating, well, sign up. Well, and we, yeah, we've we've had our officials roundtable last year. We're, We're, looking at making that an annual thing. We try to mention it as much as we can on this show, so we'll just mention it again. Uh, yes, if you want to work in sports, everyone wants to work in sports because working in sports is fun. Look at us. We work in sports, and it's a thrill a minute. Uh, but if you want to work in sports, this is a way that you can work in sports, uh, and it's it's an outstanding way to, to get involved is to become an official. Uh, we desperately, desperately need them. If you care about Texas high school football and you want to have a part in it, 
Go out there and become an official. Uh, I, I promise you, they will train you up, and they will they will they will teach you teach you the ropes, and you can get out there and uh, and become a zebra. So uh, get out there, t- uh, Tasso T A S O is where you uh, need to go. Brent Holman says, "Do you have to have two eyes?" That's pretty funny coming from That's Brent. That's pretty good. Actually, they'd take you, Brent. You'd what be pretty is good. this a crossover episode? You'd be pretty good, Brent. Um, this might not be a question for a day, but it's a good one from Jacob John. Which region? After going through all these, were you most surprised with taking into account all the hmm. factors, all the things that go into it? That's a good one. Maybe you save it for the end. I don't know. Yeah, I might save it for uh, the you end. You may have a, to this point, you were surprised when you looked back. Yeah, to this point, I was really surprised. Um, I was pretty stunned at, at what a great year I think it was in Wichita Falls. Mm-hmm. Uh, because it is kind of a smallish I think that region. is the one we talked about the most. That's uh, true. That's but when you point. talk about Holiday Winth- yeah. Holiday Winthorpe, Ryder, Iowa Park, Wichita Falls, Hershey, Graham, um, even getting down to, to Seymour and Quana, mm-hmm. uh, including team like Henrietta. I mean, that was a re- for for a region that just simply put doesn't like it's not very big. It had I mean to have two teams in state semifinals is awful impressive. Um, yeah, I would say Wichita Falls is probably the one that I was surprised the most by. I knew it was a good year in Wichita Falls, but it was an unreal year. It was pretty good. Uh, Jacob John also uh, throwing out a suggestion for me when I'm in New Braunfels says I should go to Guadalupe uh, Brewing Co. Ooh, that's a good tip, Ooh. buddy. That's a good put tip, buddy. And I'll follow uh-huh. that up with Brent Holman's like, oh hey, you're gonna be close. You should go to the Alamo. No, you should never go to the Alamo. But I'll give you a, I'll give you the thing you should do next to the Alamo that you didn't do, mm. which is you should go to the Manger Hotel. Mm-hmm. And Greg can attest because I showed him this. You should have a drink in the Manger Hotel bar because that's where Teddy Roosevelt recruited the Rough Riders, and it looks exactly like it did when Teddy Roosevelt recruited the Rough Riders. And if you drink a whiskey in that bar, let me tell you, there's it's tough to beat. Me and me and me and Max have sat in that bar, yeah. and drank whiskey in the same room that Teddy Roosevelt drank whiskey, and that is a soulful experience. Let me tell you. <laughs> let me tell you. You so, feel you feel like a badass. You're like, is, yep, all right, I'm the coolest. <laughs> yeah, you are. You are. I don't know, 100 yards from the Alamo. Yeah, you're at the oh, Manger it's right Hotel. there. And look, the Manger Hotel is amazing in general because they've kept it up over Just the walk years. Through it. I think it's the oldest hotel west of the Mississippi. Maybe Sounds I can't right. remember what the what story. They got pictures of all the famous people who have stayed there, taken in the buildings. So like a picture of Babe Ruth. Yeah. Stand, standing next to a column that's still there. Did he drink? I don't know. That's a good question. I always thought Babe Ruth was a teetotaler. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's it. That's my that's my tip of the day, and that's it for Final Thoughts. That's going to do it for us. Uh, we will be back Monday if Max is back from uh, New Braunfels. If he doesn't, if yeah, he, I should be if back. If he's not yeah. still floating yeah. the river. Yeah. So that's going to do it for God. us. Thank you for spending part of your day Frozen popsicle us. going down the river. <laughs> Follow <laughs> us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Dave Campbell. Follow us on Instagram, instagram.com slash Dave Campbell. And, of course, see us at textfootball.com. Thanks again to Al Pickett for joining us. For Max Thompson, I'm Greg Tepper. Vince Young, please come get your Player of the Year trophy. We will see you on Monday on Texas Football Today.